Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. Hey, that's me, and welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. I am your host, Jay Madison. Glad to have all of you joining us on this fine, fantastic day. And uh, its uh, I don't have my usual co-hosts here. Ron Robbins is off gallivanting someplace in the countryside. And then Al Waltz, I'm not sure where Al is, probably off on his motorcycle taking a ride at the moment. So uh, no Al, no Ron, but I do have an awesome guest with us here today on the podcast, and that is Abby Yancey from Cornell Cooperative Extension. She is the Dairy and Livestock Specialist. Hello, Abby. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jay. Good morning. Now, you had been on the Homegrown Show before, right? Yep. And you sort of had bugged me. You said, uh, hey, you know, when am I going to be on the podcast? I did. And that's <laughs> great because I love it when somebody says, hey, I want to be on the podcast or on the radio show. I'm like, yeah, okay, uh, because we just love having you on here and you are just a wealth of information. So we're, we're going to have lots of fun today. Um, now, tell us a little bit before we go into all of the subject matter. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I'm originally from Western New York. I come from a dairy farm background. Um, and then after college, I moved up here to the now North what did you do country. in college? Um, so I was an animal science major. I went to Penn State for undergrad oh. and then moved to the Midwest for a couple years, actually. I went to Iowa State for my master's in animal breeding and genetics. Wow. Um, and then moved back. Or yeah, moved back to New York, moved up to the North Country, and my dad actually grew up in Lewis County, so I'm here with family now. Oh, really? That's nice. I didn't realize you had family up here. I knew you were, you know, I knew you were from Western New York. I didn't know that you had family up here in the North Country. Yep. Oh, that's great. Now, are they are they farming or? Um. So I do have a step uncle that has a dairy farm, but nice. Um, my grandpa, uh, long ago had a dairy, but yeah, anymore. Yeah, my dad grew up on a dairy. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> you know, you get politicians, they say, oh, yeah, I had a fifth uncle from my stepmother's sister's side of the family, so I'm from agriculture. <laughs> so we're a little bit more directly related to agriculture. You you have an ag background, and, well, my dad was a dairy farmer back in the Depression era. We had a little hobby farm down in Oswego County, so... I little bit of, of touch of agricultural background before I started working in the industry. Well, it's very good to have you here. Really appreciate it. There's a lot of things we want to cover, but I uh, want to start out. We've got the Jefferson County Dairy Parade coming up on Friday, uh, June 3rd at 7 p.m. Right here in Watertown, New York. Uh, it'll start at the Watertown High School and go down Washington Street until you get just past the Dulles State Office Building. And we're really excited because this year we're going to be celebrating all of the past dairy princesses uh, that have ever been that might want to show up at the dairy parade. We're going to put them all in a parade. Were you a dairy princess? I was not. You were not a yeah. dairy princess. I chose to focus on showing. Oh, so. okay. Through 4-H? Yep. Ah, okay. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about. But before we get to 4-H, so the, with the dairy parade, 
Uh, we're going to invite in all of the past Dairy Princesses. And if anybody wants to enter as a Dairy Princess, if you happen to be one, or if you just want to enter something into the parade, you just go to our website, www.agricultureevents, that's agricultureevents.com, and there's a form right on there. There's information. You just fill it out. It comes to my desk. Bam, you're in the parade. It's that simple. But the next day, because June is dairy month, the next day, uh, there's an event that Cornell Cooperative Extension is having here in Jefferson County. What is that? It's a, it's a historical, a history type event, right? Yep. Um, so the event is Hungry for History. And so with this, we're celebrating Jefferson County's cheese-making heritage. Um, so we'll have many different participating businesses and locations throughout the county that day. For example, some of the activities you could do that day are tour historic stone mills and learn about Jefferson County's dairy heritage, eat specialty cheese dishes at a local restaurant or food Oh, I like eating specialty <laughs> cheese dishes. Tour local dairy farms and sample cheese at participating locations, watch cooking demonstrations using local cheese, and enter to win prizes and raffles. So the idea is we will have a brochure, um, kind of like a passport, that you can get stamped at different locations, and then you can turn in your stamped brochure or passport um, after the event and then be entered to win um, various gift baskets, um, that kind of thing after the event. Nice, very nice. So when you say, see, so you caught me on the specialty cheese dishes at restaurants. So do you have restaurants lined up to do that or are you still working on that? Um, so we do have some restaurants um, that will be participating um, as well as some food trucks. So for example, um, Flashback Brewing Company um, is one of our participating businesses as well as City Dogs. So Nice, nice. Very excited. I like that idea. Uh, I, anything that has food is good by me. So uh, absolutely. Now, do you have sponsors for the event that you might want to mention? Or um, so I mentioned that you can sample cheese at participating locations. So we do. Um, we will be receiving some cheese samples donated from Great Lakes Cheese in Ooh, Adams, nice. New York that we'll be handing out at our Stone Mills uh, location. Okay. And, and for folks that might never have been to the Stone Mills Ag Museum, it is just a fantastic, I'm hearing a chopper fly over <laughs> I was wondering what that sound was. I don't know if you could hear it through your uh, headset. Uh, but anyways, um, the Stone Mills Ag Museum is just a fantastic place to visit. It's it's beautiful. There's all kinds of educational information about, you know, agriculture's past. It's just a really neat place. So uh, part of the program is happening there at Stone Mills. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, this sounds like it's going to be a fun event and very excited to learn more about it. And I'll try to be there. Let's see, do I have a baseball game that day is my <laughs> question. June and July are terrible for me as far as being able to do much outside of baseball. But anyway, so uh, folks, the message is in June, we're celebrating Dairy Month and you can start off on June 3rd with the Dairy Parade and then on June 4th with the Hungry for History event that Cornell Cooperative Extension is putting together to educate people about the history of the cheese industry here in Jefferson County. Now, part of our history in Jefferson County and agriculture has a very important tie back to 4-H. And you said you participated in 4-H as a youth. Tell us about what you did. 
Um, so, yep, I was involved in 4-H um, in Chautauqua County, New York, so western That's North. way out there. Yeah, far, <laughs> far west. Yeah. Um, about, you know, the earliest age I could join until I aged out. So I think I my last fair season as a 4-H'er, I was actually in college already. Oh, so, wow. Wow. Um, I My main interest was dairy cattle, so showing and judging. But I also participated in activities like woodworking, um, sewing, cake decorating. So oh. that was that was pretty fun. Um, nice. And then also, you know, various uh, craft projects that I would enter in the fair. So lots of lots of fun activities, and it was definitely, um, you know, an organization and something I was involved in that helped shape me into who I am today. Wow, cool. Uh, you know, I I never quite. Got into 4-H when I was a kid. I just couldn't find a club in my area down in uh, Scriba, New York, just outside the city of Oswego. Uh, but I, I, I heard about it. I thought it was so cool, and I wanted to join, and I just never did it. My chance to be part of 4-H was in Oswego County, but as an adult, I was asked to become a 4-H shooting sports instructor. And that was just a blast. I really loved working with all of the students, all of the kids that enrolled in the 4-H shooting sports program. And uh, just a phenomenal program. You know, we had lots of kids go through and we taught them about the various shooting sports, how to handle firearms safely. I just love 4-H. What does, what do the H's stand for? I'm going to put you on, uh, and I think I can, uh, uh, helping Hands, head, heart, hands, health. All right, head, heart, or was it heart, head? Head, heart, (laughs) hands, health. (laughs) Those are the four H's. So a lot of people may not know that. So that's pretty cool what it stands for. Tell us a little bit more about 4-H. What is it all about? You know, we've described our experiences, but what is 4-H all about? Um, So... 4-H is actually America's largest youth development organization, so it allows youth to develop, you know, certain um, qualities and skills that they can then take on into their adult lives, so um, through the different programs, and there's many facets to 4-H, so just here in Jefferson County, we have our traditional 4-H programming, um, but we also have a very extensive um, 4-H after-school program. Um, well, what's that? The after-school so um, this allows kids to participate in different activities, um, either during or after school. Okay. Um, in a lot of our um, now, schools in Jefferson County. Are they are they part of a 4-H club, or is that is that organized a little bit differently? Um, so they're part of the 4-H after school program, so still in 4-H, but it um, it's different than the traditional programming clubs like our Jefferson County Dairy Club, um, our Jefferson County. Uh, livestock club and some of our other animal groups oh okay uh, so there's different well it's sort of like the 4-h shooting sports program you didn't have to belong to a club it was a program through 4-h uh, for youth to enroll in so that's uh, that's pretty neat do you have any idea and i'm putting you on the spot do you have any idea how many uh, students participate in that after school program um i do not know a specific number but quite a few so yeah, that's offered through different school districts here in the county? Yep, and so they cover a variety of topics, um, so the activities and topics that they can do. So STEM, I've gone into some of the schools and taught um, agriculture or animal-related programming, um, robotics, cooking, different activities, and actually right now, um, 4-H After School has a planetarium, so some of the kids really? are able to experience that, which is really cool. 
Now, is it one of those inflatable planetarium things? Or yep. Those are so neat. Though mm-hmm. I did not know 4-H here in Jefferson County had one of those. Hmm. <laughs> I might need to borrow that. Um, but that that's cool. I did not know that. Um, that's great that they've got that. Those uh, we had uh, we had a uh, organization provide one of those for a, uh, a Cub Scout activity I did a long time ago, and it was just fantastic. And uh, that's neat to hear that there's uh, that resource available. So then tell us about the clubs. What, what, is, what are the clubs all about? Because you said those are more of the traditional uh, 4-H programming. Yep. So we do have many um, different clubs that 4-Hers can be a part of in Jefferson County. So like I mentioned, some of our animal clubs. So we have a dairy club, um, a livestock club, um, peeps and squeaks. So that's for <laughs> um, kids interested in some of our smaller animals. So poultry, um, guinea pigs. And then our furry friends group, so um, that includes some of our 4-Hers that uh, show dogs, so training dogs there. Um, And we also have a few equestrian clubs, so for kids interested in horses. Um, And then we also have a variety of clubs that aren't specific maybe to like one activity or species. So, for example, our Lucky Clovers group, um, and then we have an awesome green 4-H squad, so just some... um, What's the green 4-H squad? So do they do they do do they do like uh, um, environmental and uh, renewable energy stuff? Is that what that's about? Um, so they're just a club that'll participate in different activities, and I think something they've done before um, is geocaching. So oh, neat. there's lots of different opportunities. Um, and in addition to our clubs, we also have um, one of the 4-H camps located in Jefferson County. So there's Beautiful a few in the camp. state. Um, so 4-H Camp Obaso. Yeah, uh, that I'm trying to remember the name of the lake. Oh shoot! Um, it's in Redwood. Yeah, it's it's just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, when you think about going to a youth camp out in the woods on a lake, I mean that is exactly there, that yeah. whole image. Just that's that's what Camp Wabasso is, and it's just a fantastic facility. We're very fortunate to have that. So, you know, we're talking with Abby Yancey. She is the dairy and livestock specialist, but she's also uh, here representing uh, all of the programs that Cornell Cooperative Extension provides, especially the 4-H programs. And I'm just excited to hear so much because, to me, there's so much need for this type of youth programming out there, programming that, you know, gives kids the opportunity to experience things that they don't necessarily get through school every day to go out and deal with livestock or what was it pips and squeaks or peeps and squeaks peeps and squeaks now are they eating the marshmallow peeps i don't know they did that for their <laughs> april meeting <laughs> they might have they, they might have. have they've got all different flavors of those things out now have you have you seen all the flavors I have, so I'm actually not a fan. I would much rather eat chocolate, so I haven't and, tried all the flavors. I don't know about you, Jay. And, and folks, if you could have seen Abby's face right at that moment, she's <laughs> not a fan of Peeps, you know, the little marshmallow Peeps. I'm not a huge fan. I can eat a couple, and that's about it. But right now, they've got, like, Tabasco sauce flavored and cotton candy, which wasn't that bad. I did try that one. <laughs> um, fruit juice or something like that. I mean, there's just all kinds of different little marshmallow peeps right now. And it's crazy. 
you're not a fan of no. them. You're not even going to try those. <laughs> no. Chocolate person. Yes. There you go. Nothing <laughs> wrong with chocolate. I, I can eat a lot of chocolate, too. What have we missed in our conversation about uh, 4-H? What are some of the other things that we've missed talking about? Um, so I guess more on the animal side of 4-H. So a lot of our um, 4-Hers involved with the Dairy Club and the Livestock Club, Peeps and Squeaks Furry Friends, um, will enter their animals in the fair and show them. And we have some Livestock 4-Hers that are actually going to be participating in our 4-H Livestock Auction. So they'll auction their market animals at the end of fair week. And so this is um, the auction, I guess, returned to the Jefferson County Fair last year after a 14-year hiatus. So this is the second year of that. Um, I didn't realize, I, I, I didn't know that. This, it's, it, it's been gone for a long time. Yep, and they brought it back last year, um, and then we'll have it again this year. So that'll be Saturday, July 16th at noon. And we have some 4-Hers that are, you know, preparing their animals, getting ready, um, so they're market ready uh, to be able to sell to buyers at the fair. Now, what is what is the significance? You know, because a lot of people go to the county fair, and they'll they'll go over through the the tents and see all of the animals and so on, but they might not understand the significance of showing those animals what does what does that help that 4-h or youth learn what what's it all about um so it helps the 4-h or learn how to take care of the animal so even if um you know you're exhibiting the animal maybe not entering it in the auction um you still need to take care of that animal so feed water um you know teach it how to lead on a lead um and practice you know, what you do in the show ring. So your animal needs to be used to you. And so that, you know, um, teaches some responsibility to the kids. So they're taking care of that animal um, and getting it ready for the fair. And um, kids take a lot of pride in that. It's, yeah. you know, great to see them working with their animals. And um, it's, you know, an awesome accomplishment to be able to show them at the fair. Yeah. You know, one of the things I, I had the opportunity, boy, this was probably 15 years ago or more, um, I went to the World Dairy Expo, and I was just blown away by the uh, the cattle shows uh, there. And, you know, because I, I hate to say this, at that point, I still didn't understand the total significance of what these kids are learning to do with, for example, this, you know, dairy cow and bringing her into the ring and having her pose just a certain way and you know the judge goes down through and looks at her backbone and you know exactly how things are lined up and i'm like boy they're paying an awful lot of attention to <laughs> how straight the backbone is or something like that well then you go to the world dairy expo and you know there's trumpets playing as the championship cow enters the ring and then I was talking to a gentleman who uh, sells animal genetics, and he was telling me, oh, Jay, you know, there's there's millions of dollars exchanging hands right now because somebody's buying, you know, a, a share in the bull or, you know, buying it. I'm like, really? And so it helped tie everything together of where it starts with these kids in the 4-H show ring at a county fair and potentially leads to being at the World Dairy Expo with hundreds, thousands of people uh, from all over the world 
uh, you know, sitting around the stadium and trumpets playing. <laughs> and there's big banners. You feel like you're in a medieval castle. And, you know, it, that's where this potentially all leads to. So it's just cool to see that. And then the 4-H livestock auction, you know, that's also a part of developing their business acumen, I, I would mm -hmm. assume, then. Yep. So it's just great skills that 4-H is teaching these youth, not just for agriculture, but for life in general and uh, being a business person and so on. You know, and, and when we take a look at the rest of agriculture, you know, this livestock auction, you know, that leads towards our, our livestock industry and the need for meat processors and so on. Uh, so, you know, it's an important thing that we're leading into, correct? Um, so what, uh, you know, with with what you're seeing as the Dairy and Live, we're talking with Abby Yancey. She's the Dairy and Livestock Specialist for Cornell Cooperative Extension. And what are you seeing as far as, you know, taking, a, taking us to that next level of uh, what's happening in the livestock industry here in Jefferson County and especially meat processing? What are you seeing? Um, so I think, yeah, leading 4-H into that. So, you know, with 4-H at the livestock auction, that gives, um, you know, local people an opportunity to buy meat locally, you know, raised by 4-Hers. And in addition to our 4-Hers raising these animals, we do have many livestock producers, whether they're raising uh, beef cattle, um, sheep, goats, uh, that do sell, um, you know, to direct to consumers here in Jefferson County. And so there's you know, a lot of opportunity if um, people would like to buy meat locally. Um, so there's, yeah, we have many farms and, um, you know, talking about meat processors, even locally, we do have three custom meat processors, you know, right here in Jefferson County. Well, I, I, before we talk more about meat processing, do you see a lot of people raising sheep and goats here in the county? Some. Some. Is there room for that? Is there much of a market demand that you're aware of? Um, I guess that's kind of hard to tell. So there are there are a few, um, but most of, you know, for example, the farms that we list in our Jefferson County Local Food Guide um, are selling raising and selling beef cattle. Yeah, beef is the mainstay. But we do have some. I think we do have some people raising uh, sheep and some people raising goats. Not a lot of goats, though, from what I'm aware of. And, and and so one of the big needs that we've had here in the county is um, meat processing. And right now we're working with three uh, meat processors. Uh, what's been your um, take on that? Do you do you believe that um, we're starting to meet the needs, or do we still have a lot of demand that's that we're not able to address yet? What what are you seeing? So as far as meat processing, I do think that there's, you know, still a little bit of a bottleneck as far as um, producers that are looking to get their animals uh, processed in a USDA facility. Okay, so there's still some demand for that. And I believe two of our processors are looking at uh, going into uh, USDA uh, uh, processing in the near future. And then the third processor, uh, you know, it might be down the road a little bit from what I've, from what I take away. Who are those meat processors? Uh, we'll start in uh, Southern Jefferson County. We have Tyler Ebersaw. 
Yep. So our three custom uh, meat processors in Jefferson County. So we have uh, Tyler's Business, Ebersol's Custom Cutting Inc., and Adams. Um, and then if we head farther up north, we have Wise Choice Cuts. So Justin and Chelsea Wise in Theresa, New York, and then um, Cedar Dell Angus Meats, Casey Davis in Redwood. Yeah. So we have the three processors, which uh, you know, I think is fantastic. We need those meat processors. It's great to see all three uh, businesses, you know, out there. They seem to be growing. Uh, there seems to be a lot of demand for them. And you know, we should mention over in Lewis County, we have um, uh, Red Barn Meats with uh, um, oh my lord, Jordan. Um, yes, thank you very much for bailing me out of that. And he does a great job too. So. Uh, to serve the Jefferson County, Lewis County area, we ha actually have four meat processors uh, that are all, uh, you know, growing, seem to be doing a good job. Uh, what have we missed when we talk about, you know, going, <laughs> we've covered a lot of ground, from 4-H to meat processing. What have we missed talking about? Is there anything that we've missed talking about, Abby, that you wanted to bring up? Um, I think we've kind of covered what um we covered a lot of ground we, we did we yeah. did we went from one topic to another to another so yeah and that's the way it works here sometimes we just you know, we go with the flow um one thing i did want to mention and you go to some of their meetings the uh, jefferson county farm bureau uh, you know, fantastic organization. I always like to give them a little bit of a plug here on the podcast and not even just Jefferson County Farm Bureau, wherever you live, uh, take a look at becoming a member of your local County Farm Bureau uh, because they are the grassroots voice of agriculture and they, they go to your state capitals, they go to, you know, Washington and represent agriculture on very important issues. And more than ever, uh, we need that voice to be strong uh, to, to make sure that you know, legislators understand the agricultural issues from the farmer's perspective. And if you're interested in uh, joining Farm Bureau here in New York State, you just go to their website, which is www.nyfb.org. That's nyfb.org. So uh, definitely want to encourage people to uh, consider becoming Farm Bureau members. And uh, I've been for like 30 years now. So it's been a long time. Abby, what... Uh, yeah, what are you looking forward to this summer as far as your work with Cornell Cooperative Extension in addition to the, um, the uh, event coming up on June 4th? What, what do you have lined up that you're excited about this summer? So we actually have something this weekend that I oh, forgot really? to mention earlier. Um, so we talked about 4-H and our dairy club. We actually have two of our 4-H dairy club members uh, that will be attending and competing at the um, New York State 4-H Dairy Bowl competition at nice. Cornell University this Saturday morning. Nice. Do you know uh, those members' names? By yep. Chance? So Elizabeth and Charles Hyman. Oh, really? Okay. Elizabeth is our former dairy princess here in Jefferson County and her younger brother, Charles, then. Yep. Well, good luck to Elizabeth and Charles. We hope they do well representing Jefferson County. Uh, anything else that we've missed, ma'am? Um, so we have, yep, our um, 
Hungry for History event, June 4th, after the Dairy Parade. And then, of course, um, we're all looking forward to the Jefferson County Fair yes. um, in mid-July. So that'll be an exciting event, and uh, our, a lot of our 4-Hers are, are very excited. So Good, good. And I will throw on there that uh, on, let's see, June 18th, let's see, let me just check my calendar. Yes, on Saturday, June 18th is Ag Appreciation Day at the Watertown Rapids Baseball. And uh, that is, uh, Abby, you got to come out because we're going to have so much fun that day. We're going to have, we're going to have the NFL fuel up to play 60 program before the game starts. Our game starts at 630. I think they're going to start the fuel up to play 60 program around four o'clock, if I remember correctly. And we're going to have an NFL player there. Uh, so the kids will be able to come in, uh, go through the Fuel Up to Play 60 obstacle course, which is going to be really neat. There's going to be chocolate milk given away. There's going to be other things given away. And you can have your picture taken with an NFL player who will be there at the Fuel Up to Play 60 event just before our Watertown Rapids game. Then, then we're going to have the game we're going to have all kinds of fun things, cheese curd eating contest. Uh, do you like cheese curd? I do. I was thinking this sounds like a great event for football fans, baseball fans, it chocolate milk be. fans, yes. now cheese fans. And cheese fans. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to have a foodie. The, we call, we're calling it this year the Great Foodie Race. It's uh, costumes, food costumes. Uh, they're, they're sponsored by uh, farms here in Jefferson County. We're going to have a, uh, a maple syrup jug costume. They actually have a costume of a maple syrup jug. A, uh, a cheese costume, a, you know, a brick of cheese. Um, I'm trying to remember. Hot dog costume. What is the other one that I am missing? Oh, my Lord. Hot dog, cheese, maple syrup. Oh, wine bottle. Yeah, uh, Coyote Moon, not Coyote Moon, Otter Creek Winery up there near Philadelphia, New York, is sponsoring our wine bottle costume. So at every game, we're going to have those four costumes with fans in them racing around the uh, ball field to win. I I'm not sure what the prize is that we're giving out, but yeah, we're calling it the Great Foodie Race, promoting agriculture at every game. And Jefferson County Farm Bureau is uh, sponsoring a recognition program where either a farmer or agribusiness person uh, at every game will be recognized for their contributions to agriculture. So uh, we're incorporating agriculture into every Watertown Rapids baseball game. So it's going to be an exciting summer, I think. Going to be busy. Anyways, if you want to know more about the Watertown Rapids, go to www.watertown-rapids.com. Abby, what have we missed? Anything else? I think we, we covered I think a lot we covered today, everything. What's the uh, phone number for Cornell Cooperative Extension in case anybody? It's 315-788-8450. I 30 You've years. Got it memorized. 30 <laughs> years of giving it out. See, whenever anybody calls me with a really tough question, I go call Abby Yancey at 315-788-8450. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do. Like, if you were to ask me my phone number, yeah, I'd screw that up. But I know <laughs> yours really well. So, um, but anyways, Abby, fantastic having you on the podcast today. Really appreciate you coming in. 
Well, thanks for having me. And don't hesitate to ever come back. See, I don't ask any bad questions, just fun questions. So love to have you come in and bring the rest of the gang from Cooperative Extension over with you. We'll have a party. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. All right, folks, that is a wrap. That is Jay Madison's Rural America. Hope you tune in next time. Uh, we might bring Ron back in if he behaves himself. And Al, if we can ever get him off of his motorcycle this time of year, we'll bring him in too. Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.